Well, welcome. I don't know that we need the volume up. Maybe I should just turn the volume down. I can turn it down a little bit. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, yes, remnant. Hey, it's a better remnant than last week. And if Melissa Hawthorne comes, this is for her. So if Melissa comes, she's going to be turned 50 soon. And Jackie Meany and her husband Mac are give, Max are giving this to her for her 50th birthday. And she's the one who brought the chocolate. She is? Oh, awesome. Yeah. I haven't done it, no. All my kids have done it. <laughs> well, it's not just the going up, it's the coming down. I guess you take bar trail. Yeah. It's not as hard on the knees. Yeah. <laughs> take the cog rails. <laughs> I have done that. Yeah. Hey, how are you? <clears throat> Good, thank you. Oh, you're fine. You're just fine. Uh, I'm going to put all this over here so I don't... I don't... Oh, yeah, that's right. We will need this at the end. Um, I feel like... Let me put this down some. Um, no. No, no, no. No, you're the one that had the inside of it. No, I do not. I do not. And the ladies will tell you that. <laughs> We can't argue in front of people. No. Yeah. My husband and I have never had an argument. <laughs> a few fights, but no. <laughs> Does everybody like that it's staying light later? Isn't that great? Yeah, I love it. it uh, it's, it's awesome. Um, so next week is our final week to be here. And, um, and, uh, and to help plug in the gifts that we've learned about who we are and what we're to do or who and our do, we're going to be, oh, come right on through. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, um, we're going to be doing a spiritual gifts test. I think Ryan announced it Sunday and it's open to anybody. So, um, you know, yeah. No, how long did it take you to take it? And to, to take it and to, to grade it. I mean, not grade it, but. Okay. Yeah, you're supposed to do it really fast. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spiritual gifts test. Yeah. There's like. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be good to know. Um, just as far as how many copies to make. It's seven pages. I don't know that we need all seven. Probably could do six pages, but. Um, it's just kind of neat. And so, you know, we learn about these things, about who God's created us to be and what we're supposed to do. And, and then what do we do with it? You know, and plugging it in. And the spiritual gifts test, it's, yes, it's for things at church, but it's for home and family and community, you know, and what you do with those. <clears throat> so anyhow, um, we'll be doing that next, next week. Uh, I think that'll be fun. And then we'll talk about it, you know, in your groups. You can talk about it. So that'll be each one of you can kind of talk about your gifts. Like Melissa's a, a, a writer and you're an artist. And, you know, Brenda is a great office manager and, <laughs> and juggling a thousand things at once. <laughs> um, so anyhow, 
Mine was pretty true to me, and I looked at my top three. So you can, I went through and numbered them, you know, to see what my top three were. So it's kind of fun. Um, yeah, well, let's pray, and then we'll, we'll get going. Lord, thank you for who you are. We praise you and thank you for um, all that we've been learning in Ephesians about who we are in you and who you are in us and how you love us and the power of your Holy Spirit working in us and through us, Lord. We praise you, we thank you, and we give you all the glory. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come here and to, to teach us, to lead us, to minister to each lady here. They're here because they're hungry for you. They're here because they have a desire to grow in you. And I just ask that as they have set aside time to come, that you would honor them and bless them and minister to them and uh, encourage them, Father. We all need that encouragement. And we thank you for this time as we set it aside to, to learn about you and to connect with you and, and each other. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> um, so tonight, our wellness wisdom, what did she say? Talk about it. Okay. It's, it's their last. Oh. They, they have shorter studies this time, and tonight's their last night of this study, and they're okay. supposed to come air next week. Oh. So I said, well, talk it over and okay. see what everybody wants to do. And okay. Yeah, I said, let me know. Please. Sounds great. You're such a connector, Jan. See, there's a gift right there. <laughs> she just does it without even thinking about it. <laughs> I think, what would Jan do? <laughs> So for wellness wisdom, last week we talked about um, detoxing. And um, actually, it's, uh, there's an article in here uh, called A Modern Day Approach to Detoxing. And we compared it with body and our, our body, our soul, and our spirit detoxing. So um, I don't know if y'all want. Okay. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you want one, help yourself. And the candy is um, from Jackie Meany. She brought that, and there's a bag over here. So while we look at some wellness wisdom, y'all just munch away on the chocolate. <laughs> yes, let's. Yes, when hey Stacy, have no, come on in, have a seat. Yeah, we're just getting going here. Yeah, welcome. Do you have a good day? <laughs> A busy day. Packed up. You going on a trip? My brother's getting married Monday, so we're heading to Vegas. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got one of those last week. We talked about the de detoxing when we're heading into. Um, so we were just saying, when Melissa Hawthorne, you know, with the short blonde hair, when she comes, this is a gift from Jackie Meany and her husband because she's turning 50 soon. So as soon as she walks in, I'll try to. Give you all a thumbs up if I see her coming. We're just going to start singing happy birthday to her, okay? <laughs> ah, let it be on there. I'm not going to bother to do that. I'm not sure how to do it. Let it roll, baby. Let it roll. <laughs> oh, organic shine ministry. <laughs> if anybody was ever to listen to it, I'm sure they would enjoy hearing happy birthday song, right? Okay. Yeah. I was really struck by the importance of this verse. Today, I read it, Mark 7, 8. Does anybody know what Mark 7, 8 is? I couldn't have told you. You have let go of the commands of God and are holding on to human traditions. It really convicted my heart. It really convicted my heart. I mean, that's with spiritual things. It's with natural things. 
letting go of God's commands and holding on to human traditions. We can do that in how we eat spiritually, naturally, physically, spiritually. We can do that. What number is that for you? <laughs> What's your tops? Just so we can hold you to it. Oh, okay. Um, anyhow, I just, I thought that was, you know, going into wellness wisdom. There's things that, I mean, my mom grew up making um, whole wheat bread. I mean, that's where she would have to punch it down and let it rise and punch it down. And, and I loved coming home from school and having it. So when my kids, I would make it, I would mill the wheat and I would make it. And, and um, so it would be ready when the kids came home from school. And I thought I was being a great mom, making this, this mill. But it was to the best of my knowledge I was. But then I found out that I, that's, that was part of my health problems was, was the gluten and the carbs. I don't do well with that. And some of my kids don't. But I was feeding them what I thought was really good for them. But it was actually harmful to them. And I was holding on to tradition of something that was passed on to me. You know, I mean, we grew up milking cows. Well, dairy does a number on me. I get depressed. I get mucousy. My eyes get yuck shut because I don't do well with it. But my parents thought they were doing the best for us. And so finding God's design and aligning is so important spiritually, naturally, mentally, our soul. So anyhow, um, we have a lot to digest from Ephesians and just pulling it all together. You know, like Steve says, eat the word. Well, what if you eat the word, but you don't have the Holy Spirit to teach it to you? It's almost like the Holy Spirit helps us to digest the word. This really hit me recently. It's like if, if I mean, what has happened throughout the decades where people have taken the word, but they haven't had the power of the Holy Spirit working in them to digest it and help them to work it out? in their daily lives in a way that's loving and kind, it becomes religion. It becomes legalistic. You're and in a cow stall. Pardon? You're in a cow stall. You're in a cow stall. Let your cows moo. You're not doing it to moo right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's true. You get, you get cornered. Uh, yeah. So anyhow, I was thinking of the importance of of just, uh, I've really been aware of how much we are spirit, soul, and body. And we tend to segregate the body over here, and this needs one thing, and we segregate the spirit over here, and that needs another thing. And then we segregate our soul, and that's something that can be over in the dark and away from everything else. But really, we are spirit, soul, and body, and all of those work together, and we need to be aware of that. So talking about nutrition and the physical part of us is not, it's not unspiritual. It's very spiritual. Um, so, um, anyhow, we are, we're going to watch a video here, um, about digestion. It's from Dr. Berg. And I really want you to listen to this. Um, Jan's the one who brought it up to me and I thought it's 12 minutes. It's longer than what I would normally show a video, but I watched it and I thought there's really nothing that I can cut out of this. It's really, it's, um, listen to it as if your life depended on it, because really, it does. And those you love. I think back, my mom did the best she knew to do. I've done the best I know to do. But if we can learn something that helps us to be healthier, then 
not only does it help us in our walk, but it helps those around us. So anyhow, um, let me turn this on. See if it comes on. There we go. Um, and something I want you to think of is it's not so much what you eat, it's what you digest that really matters. And here come the elephants. Wow. Oh, the war going on? Yeah, well, yeah with those evil microbes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can just share from there if you want, Jan. Or you well, can. I, I, probably everyone might have gotten something different out of it, but what struck me when I watched it on the spiritual level was how, oh, how amazing our bodies are, first of all. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole thing. So just the gifting that we all have, how our mm -hmm. body works together, and that we all have such unique giftings. And I think sometimes we don't want to use them, or maybe we don't know what they are. But if everyone in the body of Christ used the gifts or gifts that they were given, our, our body would be a lot healthier. I'm sure there's other. Sure. Going through just to get rid of some of that nasty stuff that we've done to ourselves. Careful though, because it can go against us too. The iodine. It, oh, we need balance in all of it. Yeah. There really needs to be well, balance. You know, I wasn't too sure. Yeah. I thought I'd throw it out because. Yeah. Like I said, I'm getting hit on both sides, so I'm yeah. just sharing. <laughs> yeah, and each person has to figure out what works for them because um, different things. I mean, like the, the kombucha, we had somebody come and, came and stayed at our house. This has a lot of the good microbes in it that he's talking about. Somebody came and stayed at our house. Gary had some, and then three weeks later, he said he had, he had been dealing with a digestive issue for years, and he said by drinking kombucha, he loved it, and drinking kombucha, it's cured his digestive issue. I didn't ask him what it was, but... Um, so it's just putting, consistently putting more good stuff in and less bad stuff in. Yeah. Did you have something else to say? Yeah. Oh. That's not true. Yes. She makes really good. Like, Fermented vegetables. Fermented yeah. vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. Cabbage and sweet yeah, potatoes cabbage. and apples yeah. and 
cilantro and habaneros and garlic and onion and golden beets and golden uh, bell peppers and you, you carrots and you put it all together and they ferment. You have all these different type of microbes that it makes. Yeah. So, it, it's, but you're it, right. It's, it doesn't have to be expensive. All no. Of stuff. It's, no. You know, you yeah, it's really cheap to make. For, right. for a month and then it'll ferment. A week. Yeah. A week on the counter. And then you stick it in the fridge. And so, yeah. But it's just after you put it in the it, fridge. Months in the fridge. It, it can last you, several months because yeah. you can, depending on your tradition and how you want to make your sauerkraut, you can have it set in room temperature for two months. Yeah. It's not going to hurt anything. It's going to get more yeah. fermented. It'll create more microbes create in there. Microbes. It'll make it more sour it, it It'll, or sourer or whatever. The, your, your taste make it tart. Right. <laughs> more tart. Like it. But, yeah, so you can start yeah. off with a week. And you can yeah. But you can't go and, like, eat. A cup full of it. I mean, yeah, you, you start. It's like he says, you start little because because you're putting good guys in there that are going to fight the bad guys, and so we want more good guys, right? And this is such an illustration of the Holy Spirit. The more the Word we put in, the more. I mean, you don't just jump in. Uh, it, it, and the Holy Spirit helps us to digest it. The Holy Spirit. Sometimes you gotta let it set so you can you yeah. can get the most rest. Out of it, mm -hmm. You know, and it's like some yeah. vegetables you have to cut and wait ten minutes before. You know, so yeah, garlic. Trigger, so the allicin yeah. is. And so it'll trigger the plant enzymes, so then you can benefit from that. Right. Like cabbage and watermelon. Right. Yeah. So take it. I mean, everybody's at different levels here, but just if one thing sticks, if just one thing sticks for you and your family, that's great. You know, you don't, you don't, I didn't absorb everything that Dr. Berg said, but I learned something new. I didn't know the different, now you probably probably did know the difference that the, the small intestine is alkaline. I knew the stomach needed to be acidic, but I didn't realize that the large intestine was, was acidic, you know, and isn't that amazing how the body does and the different zones and we need to, we need to help yes, it. We evolved from a yeah, right. Yeah. Not, I'm not buying that one. Not buying it. So, anyhow, um, yeah. So, that is, is Melissa. Have you heard from Melissa? Because I'm, I'm watching for. Her. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, all right. So, did anybody get anything out of that? Yeah. Were you bored with it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, the, um, let's, let's transition into Ephesians. So we, we do, we've done Ephesians. The first four and a half chapters gets us up to, um, well, actually the first five and a half chapters is what we need to get us into marriage and family and work. It's, this, is what, this is God's plan for us to be able to do marriage and family and work. And then next week we're going to talk about um, uh, we're going to talk about how to protect these valuable gifts that he's given these treasures that he's given us. Um, but the umbrella verse that starts all of this is five twenty one Ephesians five twenty one. It's the umbrella verse for the relationships of marriage, family, and work. And we talked about that. And from verses twenty two all the way to six nine, that's over these three submitting to one another. Um, Submitting to one another, and these, these other three are talking about the levels of authority in each one, right? So yes, we all, everybody submits to somebody. We all submit to the Lord, 
and we all have somebody that we're to submit to. If you're dealing with somebody that doesn't submit to anybody, they have real issues. Don't submit yourself to them. <laughs> uh, it would be very unhealthy. There's clear direction from the Lord about levels of authority, and we're going to see those. Um, if you hear somebody talk about how there's no authority in the Trinity, how there's no authority in marriage, how there's no authority, there shouldn't be any authority in the home, that is not a biblical principle. Don't buy into it because it'll ruin marriages, it ruins relationships, it ruins families because there is authority in the Trinity. God the Father. Um, God is love and order. That's why he created the levels of authority. Um, and we see it in the Trinity, in marriage, in family, in church, in government, in military. We see it in heaven. There's levels of authority in heaven. Uh, in Ephesians 6, 18 to 24, we see what we are to do to protect each of these, especially the highly, highly valued, treasured relationships of marriage and family. These are, I mean, marriage is a picture of Christ in the church. That is something to be protected. Why do you think the enemy is out to destroy marriages? It's not just because he wants people to be unhappy. It's because he's destroying the image of Christ in the church because that's what marriage represents. The family, that's the picture of the expanding kingdom of God. God the Father and his family. And then employer-employee. You can look slaves and masters, employee-employee. It's, it's picturing the harvesters. It's a, it's a picture of the, the beautiful levels of the authority. And um, the family relationships here in, in 6.1. In the Amplified, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as his representatives. For this is right. For obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Um, actually, why don't we go ahead and do... Let's, um, let's take about... I, there's only three of them in there. I think we can go through the Bible study pretty quick. But before I teach on this, I want you all to go ahead and go through the, uh, the Bible study there on your table. Um, Ephesians... One, two, and six, one, two, and three, and so we'll do that, and then we'll come back, and then we'll we'll talk about uh, talk about it a little bit farther. So let's take about fifteen minutes and go through those, and do them together. Yeah, yeah, I could tell you were hit. I think we could go on. We were talking up here. I think we could go on all night. There's, yeah, there. I mean, this. I I wasn't expecting so much conversation around it, but it is, and it's the first. To, uh, to obey and honor our parents is the first commandment with a promise. It is the only other authority that's talked about in the Ten Commandments. And it's so vital that we allow the Holy Spirit to help us work through these things in our life so we can be free to forgive our parents. They did the best they could. I mean, the, the different things that my parents had that they brought into their marriage and your parents had that they brought into their marriages and families they gave us birth. They fed us. They did the best they could with what they had. And God will judge them. God will take care of them. That's not our role. Our role is to forgive them. And um, this was, um, I found this the other day. I have this setting up in our, in, in our dining room. And it's one that, uh, she was a mentor to my mom. She was a mentor to me. And she just went home to be with the Lord um, the beginning of this year. No, the end of last year. Yeah, Betty Brinson Johnston. She remarried after her 
first husband passed away, but I think it was Betty Brinson. But anyhow, she gave this to my mom because my mom and dad had so many marital issues. But I remember seeing it. I remember when she gave it to her, and I remember seeing it. I remember thinking, I really want that. And it says, the most important thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. And that hung on my mom's wall. And going through everything, I thought, I want to take that with me. And I leave it out. And I just think it's so important, the most important thing a father can do for his children is to love their mother. Um, And that's a picture of Christ in the church, of God's love for us. But, um, yeah, great discussions at our table. Um, One of the things Katie said, what was that you said about um, our, our parents? If we love God, then we're to love the parents that he gave us. Was there anything that really kind of came up over here that was really poignant? Right. Yeah. They see they see they see our shortcomings too. <laughs> they see them. And I've had this thought of any of you had this thought how they see me treat my parents how is someday how they may treat me. <laughs> you know. And that's not the only reason we do it, but that has definitely crossed my mind. <laughs> Oh, no. And so I said, because she used to streak all the time. She used to streak? Her, so she didn't wear clothes. Oh, oh, in the house. No. Oh, no. Okay. In family housing in college. Oh. A lot of families where you're not supposed to see girls. Yeah. Well, she was out in the courtyard with nothing on. Oh, wow. And and so I told her, I'll streak your office. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. Sowing and reaping. Yep. Sowing and reaping. Nope. But it's seed sown. It is. Yeah. You yeah. Can, at least if you catch that, you can pray for your kids and mm-hmm. your grandkids. This yeah. Harvest will not be passed on from generation. That's right. Break it. Yeah. Break it. That's right. The word um, obey there, this is the action. The word honor is the attitude. So our action is to obey, and our attitude is to honor. It doesn't mean they have to do everything right. But if you look at this, this is really, you see a relationship between our Heavenly Father. We can trust Him. We can obey Him. And we have to unlearn some of the things that we learn from our heavenly, from our earthly fathers and mothers in order to see the, the purity of who God is, that we can always trust Him. 
And that's why we need to renew our mind. We need to keep putting the good in, eating the word, allowing the Holy Spirit to process that so that we can forgive and we can release the toxic waste that's been dumped in our lives through their sin. We don't need to keep carrying that on. And when we don't forgive, it's like carrying a skunk around, dragging that skunk around with us. And, you know, why does it, why, and squeezing it every once in a while, that's right. So, you know, why does it, why does it keep stinking? And, I mean, I just had to deal with something this last week, and then the week before that, you know. So it's an ongoing process, but it's allowing the Holy Spirit, being open to the Holy Spirit to work in our lives so that we can be free and we're not dragging that skunk around, making things stink everywhere we go. You know, why does it stink everywhere I go? Well, because I've got a skunk behind me. <laughs> Keep stepping on his tail. Um, yeah, but that word obey there, it's actually, it's, it's a word that means to hear under. It's, it's, in the Greek, it's to hear under as a subordinate. That is to listen attentively by implication to heed or conform to a command or authority. And it's to hearken to the authority and be obedient to it. Now, if, there, if parents are asking children to do something that's not godly, we don't put ourselves under that authority but we have the heart to and we have the heart and then we have that honor that action that attitude towards the obedience and um, the honor is to esteem and value is precious and there's things that my dad did that he doesn't deserve for me to esteem him and value is precious he's been gone for almost 20 years now but I still have the memory of him and I was thanking the Lord for him today and I was remembering the good things the, the wonderful times we had and the love that he had and the trips that we took and the, the way he affirmed my life. Um, he didn't know how to affirm my mom because of issues in his own life. And I forgive him for that. I release him for that so that it doesn't duplicate in my life. But uh, we can have the attitude to honor them and honor their memory if they're gone. Um, and uh, that part of that sets us free. Part of that sets us free. Um, in the Ten Commandments, uh, Exodus twenty twelve, parents are the only authority besides God listed there. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land and the Lord your God that the Lord your God is giving you. Um, the role of the father and the mother is critical. This is where the levels of authority are first to be learned and and. Really, if you think about that as a parent, it was sobering. I was, we would tell our kids, we are teaching you the best we know, but the word of God is the final authority. If you find something that we've taught you that doesn't align with the word of God, then go with the word of God. Because we do the best we know to do. My parents did the best they knew to do. Um, um, the first three of the commandments they, they are in relation to God, but this is the first one that, that deals with others. So the first three commands deal with our relationship with God. This is the first one that begins dealing with other people. Uh, what are the areas parents are to teach and develop their children in? In Luke 2.52, it says, And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. So the areas there are mentally, physically, spiritually and socially. These are the areas that we really need to be training our kids in and our grandkids. I mean, we have seven grandkids now and I know you have one and how, I mean, some of you have grandkids and we are investing into them now. 
So um, really helping, helping them mentally, physically, spiritually, and socially. Teaching them social graces is really helpful not to, to... We were at a Thanksgiving gathering one time and one of my nieces took mashed potatoes and put them all over my daughter's arm at the table. Well, my daughter never wanted to sit next to her again because she was so random in what she would do. You know, <laughs> social graces are helpful. <laughs> they were little. <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't teenagers or adults. But, um, you know, um, sometimes some parenting styles are to give them lots of, lots of room when they're little and then tighten down when they're younger. And that's hard to do. You... You do the Old Testament, you give them the rules and the laws and the regulations early on. Then you go move into the New Testament and so that there's more freedom. If they, if they obey here, then they get more freedom um, as they go. Because, pardon? I was going to say, if you give them too much freedom, it's like trying to put yourself into a girdle after you've ate five dozen donuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just not going to fit in now. And and you, that's when you end up with GERD from the girdle. <laughs> oh, because God commands us in Luke ten twelve, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Do you see in that command, it's mental, physical, spiritual, and socially. We go from, from the Ten Commandments to Luke 2.52 to Luke 10.12. And these are, the, these are the areas, mental, physical, spiritual, and social. We need to teach and train. We need to continue learning, and we need to continue teaching and training our kids in that. I miss the social. Yeah. Oh, you do well. <laughs> no, I Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you do well. You love people, and it, it is. If you tell me, I will tell you, I do not like people. I don't like a mass crowd. Mm-hmm. Being one on one or a small group, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Obedient children enjoy life and grow into adults who enjoy full, productive lives. That's why we want our children. That's why we, we're always trying to get them. I watch. I mean, I remember with our four kids. But now, somehow or another, when you're in the midst of it, you're just focused. And you're so busy day to day doing everything that you don't really see the big picture. And now I'm looking back and watching my kids. And it's like, sheesh, how did I do it? You know, it's the, the grace of God. And I see her, and one day she, my daughter called and said, thank you so much. I know you probably were up at night, and you did the best to make me into a productive adult. Thank you for all you did, you know. <laughs> right, exactly, that's right. All the sleepless nights, all the, all the spankings, all the <laughs> timeouts, all the, you know. There you go, yep, that's right. Yeah, there's all of that, and it's where the, it's where the days are long and the years are short. So... But fathers, verse 4, fathers, which can be translated as parents there in that word. That word is also mother, father. It's not just father, but it's parents. Overall, throughout the Bible, we see God giving commands to the men. And God created Adam first, not to dominate and rule over his wife and children, but to lovingly serve and lead as the foundation of the marriage and the family. 
This is a thought that I've never really had. We always talk about men as being, you know, man being the head of his home. Well, God created Adam first, and he, he used Adam as the foundation for the family and the foundation for the marriage. And that's what Jesus came. He's the rock. He's the foundation. He's the chief cornerstone. That's God. He's the one that we're creating the image of. He's the foundation of society. He's the foundation of culture. He's the foundation of humanity. And then to be that loving servant attitude and heart, that's true masculine leadership. To be the head of their home is to be the one that's the foundation of God's love and God's sacrifice. And in any of us, any of our families where our, where our fathers didn't do that or our mothers didn't, didn't work with that and call that sin out, it creates dysfunction, right? <clears throat> um, emulating God. Um, and then it goes on to say, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them. And I think, I think how many of us, even in our adult lives, are dealing with things that our parents did in our childhood. We were exasperated then and we're still exasperated now. And so you'd not, it's not just in the moment that parents are, but it's long-term. We can forgive them. That's our part. We can't change them. We can't change history. We can't change the past. But what can we do now to change the future? And that's forgive and release. Um, if my dad would have forgiven his mother, it would have changed it would have changed my mom and dad's marriage. It would have changed the relationship that each one of us six kids had. But he didn't, he didn't receive God's grace to be able to walk through that. Several times my mom had him to the counselor and they would sit down in the counselor's office and the counselor would ask about his relationship. Hey, Anna. Would ask about his relationship with his, with his mother and father. And he would just get up and walk out. But had he... Had he gone there and allowed the Holy Spirit, received the grace of God, it would, have, it would have changed their marriage. It would have changed our family dynamic. So I forgive him for that. He just wasn't there. He couldn't do it. But I can. You can. You can make a difference. You can forgive with God's grace. We can't do it in our own strength. Um, and then it says, but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. When I was raising my kids, there were things I hadn't walked through yet. The Lord hadn't, I hadn't allowed the Lord to heal in my life yet. And those were the areas where I was harsh with my children. Those were the areas where I lost my temper and I've had to ask the Lord to forgive me for. And I've had to ask them to forgive me for. And, but where we allow the Holy Spirit to come in and set us free, that's where we're able to pass that freedom on to our children and to those in our sphere of influence. <clears throat> um, then it, we go into talking about slaves from the Bible study, from BibleStudyTools.com. The definition of slaves is bondman, man of servile condition, one who gives himself up to another's will, those whose service is used by Christ in extending and advancing his cause among men. We, 
Denny said, you know, we're, I don't think of myself as a slave, but it is a, it's a place where we are, um, we're willfully giving ourselves to serve the Lord. Slaves and masters is, is a master to the Lord. Good night, Brenda. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Be obedient to those. Slaves, be obedient to those who are your earthly masters with respect for authority and with a sincere heart seeking to please him as service to Christ, not in the way of eye service, working only when someone is watching you and only to please men, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. And this is so important. Doing the will of God from your heart. Not because you're supposed to. Now, uh, yes, I've done things because I, I've had devotion times because I was supposed to. I've served because I knew I was supposed to. But there's something about when we get to the place of doing it from our heart. It's that willful being that the, the, the willful, what it talks about here, a bondman um, who gives himself to another's will. Giving ourselves to the Father's will is so important. Lord, what is your will? Not your will, but mine. This is what Jesus did. This is where, this is where we've gotten to the heart of things, and it really makes a difference and an impact. <clears throat> um, rendering service with goodwill as to the Lord and not only to men, knowing that whatever good thing each one does, he will receive this back from the Lord, whether he is slave or free. Well, whatever good thing you do, whatever bad thing you do, naturally speaking, you reap what you sow. But thank God for his grace. Thank God for his forgiveness. That we don't have to perpetuate that. Um, and then masters, one who's supreme authority. And it says, do the same, showing goodwill toward them and give up threatening and abusive words, knowing that he who is both their true master and yours is in heaven and that there is no partiality with him regardless of one's earthly status. This is what we can rest in. This is who God is, um, that he is, he is our true master. And what we do, we do as unto the Lord. What we do in forgiving our parents, we're not necessarily doing it for them. We're doing it as unto the Lord, out of the fear of the Lord. And what does that do? That sets us free. God wants to bless each one of you. And he can only bless you to the measure that you open your heart up and allow him to work in your heart. You've wanted to bless people before. Melissa talked about how she loved, has loved people, but they don't necessarily get it. You can't give somebody something if they won't receive it. You can leave it on the doorstep, but if they never open it and they never receive it, if they never cash the check, that's not your responsibility. All you're responsible for is your part, not their part. So you forgive, you honor, you love as unto the Lord. And then you will be free as you stand before the Lord. And what, that, what does that do? That opens the door for the Holy Spirit to come in and begin ministering in their heart. Katie shared about how she, she called her dad, who was very abusive. And she asked her dad to forgive her for not honoring him. And that opened the door for reconciliation. That was very brave. Very brave. It, the courage of the Lord can, <laughs> can only help us to do those things. So 
as far as it's up to me, that's what we're responsible for, not for what the others do. So next week, starting in verse 10, this is where God is teaching, teaching us what we can do to protect our identity and these precious gifts that he's given us. This isn't just protecting marriage and family. This is a protecting the identity of who you are. You're not, you're, you're, you're not all of the things that the enemy has told you you are. You are what God says you are. That's who you are. And next week we're going to talk about how God helps us to protect our identity because God and the devil both know that this is ground zero for marriage and family and successful life is our identity. Knowing whose we are and whose image we're created in, this is what makes a difference for us. And how do we protect that? So next week we'll be taking the spiritual gifts test and talking about Ephesians 10 through 24. So anyhow, well, Lord, thank you for this night. I pray that the things that have been stirred in our hearts, the hard conversations we've had tonight, the, the hurt that's been there, it didn't just happen tonight, but we've talked about it. It's been stirred. Holy Spirit, I ask for each, each lady here that you administer to their hearts, that you administer to each one of us to receive your heart of love for us, your heart of forgiveness for me and for us. When we didn't deserve it, you had already forgiven us. Help us to have your heart, Lord, to forgive those who have wronged us and hurt us and teach us. We need your grace to be able to walk that out, Father. We need your grace to be able to forgive. We need your grace to be able to walk out what you're putting in our hearts to do. And I pray for that grace on each one, for healing, for strength, for joy, for peace, for, for divine connection and divine timing. In Jesus' name, amen.